Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you find something you're passionate about. This week's guest has an inspiring story that I am excited to share with you, so I want to jump right in. Ali Soper is a sophomore at Lafayette College this year and has been a drug awareness advocate since she was 14 years old. I asked Allie to share her story with me, so without further ado, meet Allie Soper. When I was 14 years old, uh, summer going into my freshman year of high school, my older brother passed away after going to a party and combining the prescription drug Xanax with alcohol. And after he passed away, you're kind of in this place where you don't really know what to do with yourself. You have like a billion questions, you know, was this something I missed? Was this something that we could have prevented? And we kind of invited all of his friends over to sit with us in our basement, just looking for answers. You know, my parents are phenomenal people, love them. And they weren't really looking for somebody to blame. They just wanted an explanation because it was really out of nowhere. You know, my brother didn't have a history with substance abuse or addiction or anything. He kind of was the typical college kid. So we invited his friends over and the overwhelming response was, we just don't know how this happened. We don't, we don't get it. We don't know how it was him. He was never the kid that we were ever concerned about. And so my family kind of left after talking with them and said, okay, this this doesn't make sense. There's some kind of, there's something missing that led to this. And that kind of started us on the journey to creating the documentary and interviewing filmmakers and creating If They Had Known, which is now the 35 minute educational film that follows the story of what happened that night from the perspective of his friends and my family. And from then on, it took us a year and a half to create and I started showing it at high schools and colleges my end of sophomore year high school, beginning of junior year, and it kind of just became something that I did, something that I still do. Ali shared some about the process to create the documentary If They Had Known, which is not your typical drug awareness PSA. I asked Ali to tell me more about the documentary and what effect she hopes it has on high school and college audiences. Yeah, so the name of the film, If They Had Known, is really kind of the basis of it. We believe that a lot of the education that you get these days about drugs and alcohol is kind of the just say no approach, the out of sight, out of mind, it doesn't happen, when in reality, it's something that does happen and something that we need to talk about. So my family's hope is, of course, number one, to save lives, but really to start a conversation about what party culture is, what the dangers are, and getting kids to actually know and understand what they're getting into before they do it. Allie mentioned her family's hopes of raising awareness about the dangers of party culture, 
which is often a taboo subject in our society. I asked Ali, why is it so uncomfortable for people, especially young people, to discuss the risks associated with drugs and alcohol? And this was her answer. Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, I would say it's, number one, of course, it's illegal, like, comes down to that. I think kids are afraid half the time. That's a false statistic. Probably most of the time the kids are getting in trouble. They're not calling 911 out of fear, Uh, fear of getting in trouble, fear of people talking about them, fear of being that type of kid. This idea that kids that do that are just like an anomaly. So I would say that you know, the health education we have in schools. I know for me, I remember in the days following Clay's passing, I I was sitting next to my mom and I was 14. So I had just finished middle school and I had, you know, the run of the mill health classes. And I said, they tell me that if the people that do this are bad people, like if you're smoking weed, if you're taking pills, if you're doing any of that stuff, you're categorically kind of a bad person because you're choosing to make that mistake. Whereas I believe that the mistake is bad, not necessarily the person. And that maybe if we had proper education about actually what's going on with your body chemically, when you combine those things, that people might be less likely to actually do it. So I think it's fear, a lot of fear, being uncomfortable, and the lack of education that we have in society today. Ali's activism is based on a tragedy that many people would want to forget. However, Ali and her family continue to tell their story and raise awareness through the painful memories of that time. I asked Ali what inspires her to keep going and to keep raising awareness, and this is what she told me. Yeah, so for me, I always say that Yes, the presentations I'm talking about, the one bad thing I have to say about Clay, the one mistake that he made, but also part of those presentations, I get to talk about the amazing person that he was and uh, the magnitude of the impact that he made in the 19 years that he was here. I honestly don't think that this film would exist if he wasn't who he was and the connections that he made. You know, we had like close to 2,000 people at his funeral. It was live streamed. So not many people I can say have that kind of connection at his age. So for me, it's talking about him and keeping that conversation alive, both the good and the bad, but mostly the good. This year marks five years since Clay Soper passed. And while it's difficult and painful work, Ali and her family have been working hard to impact the lives of others. I asked Ali if there have been moments when she's been able to see the effects of her activism. Yeah, of course. So a lot of the times that I do presentations, I do kind of a question and answer answer section following the film where I let people from the audience ask me questions. And more often than not, when the film's over, some people hang out around and, and kind of talk for 20, 30 minutes after everybody else has left the auditorium or whatever. And just hearing people say, I get this, I relate to it. I can see my friends, my siblings, 
my family fall into the category clay is and because he was so relatable they can see where it connects to their lives i guess i would just say i've got i mean i've gotten letters instagram dms always a popular one um just people that say you know wow i never thought about my family often when you're a teenager you're you're thinking about yourself which is just how it is and they say i I watched your family in that film and I never thought about how my single decision impacts not just me, but really those around me and how that can be kind of a factor that you should take into consideration. So yeah, just letters, DMs. The next weekend I went to a party and I saw somebody that I knew was on Xanax and had been drinking and I kept an eye on them the entire night and made sure to have a discussion with them the next day about why what they did was dangerous and why I was concerned for them. And also just like conversations that friend groups get into afterwards. Teenagers talking about that stuff. That's what really gets me excited. Allie is wise beyond her years. And during our conversation, I had to keep reminding myself that she is my age. I had to ask Allie, as both a college student and a drug awareness advocate, does she feel different when she's at parties? Is she more conscious about people's actions and the consequences of those actions? In high school, when I there was I always joke, there's always that one kid in the audience that raises their hand and says, like, so do you go to parties? And it was always my favorite question to ask because I would stand up in front of an auditorium of adults and students and say, Yes, I do go to parties. And I have fun and I'm not limiting myself to the social setting because of what happened to my brother. But what separates me from the average person is the fact that I'm always thinking 10 steps ahead, whether others are aware of it or not. It will always be in the back of my mind. It's something that I'm always going to be looking around, keeping an eye on people I'm always the person that says, you know, if you need somebody to call 911, just ask me. I don't care if I don't even know the person. So in going to college and going to parties and being in the social scene where I'm often like maybe surrounded by somebody that is taking part in something that I know is dangerous and that I don't agree with, it's I have to choose my battles for sure. I can't be the educator in every situation, but it's something I'm always thinking about and I'm always the person that has to be a little bit aware of what's going on with me and my friends and those around me. Definitely. That's, that's so interesting. That's funny about the kid that always stands up. Oh yeah. They, you love, they love that question. I know. And it's always that like one kid that really thinks he's going to get me. Cause that, that really exactly. has the capability to like, yeah, to totally derail my credibility. Cause the second I say, no, I don't go to parties, like I'm categorically against all things of that nature, then I'm no longer relatable. I fall into a different category. It takes the film and puts it into the just say no approach. And that was a big step, like making the decision that I wanted to admit that in front of a lot of people. That's not exactly something that a teenager, a 16 year old does. (laughs) But I think it's really when the kids actually connect and might listen to me is when they understand that I'm really just like everybody else. 
I just want people to be safe. I really, really loved Ali's answer. And I think her perspective is invaluable in starting the conversation about drugs between young people in particular. Of course, I was excited to ask Ali the money question. What advice do you most want to share with young people who want to make a change in this country? And this was her answer. Yeah, so I would say, number one, you have to find something you're passionate about. People always ask me how I'm comfortable public speaking, and my response is always, it's because the topic that I'm discussing, you know, it's so, it's something I'm just so passionate about that I could talk about it all day. If it's a presentation for class, I might get a little bit more nervous. So number one, finding something that you're incredibly interested in and driven to talk and create change around. And then also just not being afraid. You know, I was in high school, not exactly the most accepting place to get up and give a drug and alcohol presentation but more often than not the response was incredibly receptive so kind of getting over that first element of fear and and taking the step there will be people that listen to you and your impact you will create an impact so having the courage that way just having faith in yourself i guess I loved this advice, and before we ended our conversation, I wanted to know more about Ali's future plans for the fund and the film. She shared some of her plans and hopes for the future. Yeah, so we actually just underwent our like five-year board evaluation thing to kind of reevaluate what we've done and what we're going to do moving forward. And basically the past five years, it's been run by my mom and her best friend who are amazing people out of my dining room doing everything they possibly can. And I think we're finally at the turning point where we're going to start allowing others to take on roles and really let it grow. So I would say the goal, we've always set our goals to get it in every high school and college campus in the country. And that's honestly what I hope to see happen and what I think that we're just going to keep doing in the coming years. If you are interested in supporting or learning more about the Clay Soper Memorial Fund, you can visit claysopermemorialfund.com. Allie has big plans for her future, but as she mentioned, it all starts with passion. Find something you're interested in, something that challenges you, something that drives you to create change and run with it because change comes when you find something you're passionate about. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can support or get involved with the Clay Soper Memorial Fund on Instagram and Facebook at Clay Soper Memorial Fund. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then... Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.